Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about several random Disney topics. This coming up next on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome to episode number 252 of Traveling with the Mouse. I am your host for this week. My name is John, and I am joined as always by Adam. What's up, everybody? We will be joined by Jason shortly, but he hasn't been born yet. So, no, he's. Mm. We're good now. We're he's good alive. now. Okay. Yep. Welcome to the world, Jason. Why? Why, thank you. That is me. Uh, I am here, and I'm ready to talk about anything. Disney related. That's Anything it. Nothing else. And everything. Not your birthday. Oh. <laughs> I think now that we got the introductions out of the way, and I, you know, when Jason spoke, I was like, maybe we should do a "Would You Rather" show. We'll just do nothing but oh, all yeah. all "Would You Rather"s. Yeah. <laughs> in honor of Jason's yeah, birthday. Sure. <laughs> Would you rather's over unders? You know, let's throw a little gambling in it, maybe. But yes, we are recording this on my birthday so uh i'm now old enough that i actually have to pay for a park ticket oh that's right yeah full price you had the full price for the dining plan yeah Uh, yeah it it upgraded me it's a sad day but as we can see by all the things disney has been doing they are starting to cater to more my demographic right the older generation i would say you know kids are so passe they have no money we need to get the people <laughs> like me yeah. who, who want to go and just enjoy themselves uh, just know. like we don't need to cater to kids they're not going to spend a dime <laughs> <laughs> well just like that commercial we talked about a while back yeah made jason cry yes i'm excited we got another festival coming i can't believe it this i'm shocked. this week festival, festival of the arts yeah. Festival of the Arts and Wine and Food, right? Yeah. So I'm considering going to this. So I joked, by the way, last week when I hosted the show and I opened and I said, has anybody been to Disney this week? And they said, no. Well, I'm going to go to Disney this week. (laughs) Yeah. I have my Disney. Well, it's the end of this week. I have my Disney cruise. And uh, the Friday morning before we board the ship, we intend to be on our phones bright and early in Hollywood Studios, and we're going to try to ride Rise of the Resistance before we get on the boat. So, wish us luck. What time does the park open? They open at 7 a.m. on Friday. I need to pretty much leave the park, be in my car by 11, so I'm thinking I need to get a boarding group no higher than, say, the 30s, probably. Yeah. Maybe... Maybe 40 could get past. I was seeing some posts on social media today saying the line was like over an hour today for whatever reason. The, just the, the wait to get through once your group was called. So in, a, in an ideal world, I get boarding group one. I go ride the ride. I hop on the Skyliner, go over to Epcot, get my <laughs> pass holder magnet, right. ride on back, and then head on over to the cruise port. No problem. Sounds perfect. I have another funny story, and I apologize if you're one of our listeners, but I had someone apply to be a summer intern at my company today, and they listed some of their special projects that they've done, and one of their projects is they wrote an app to allow them to ride every ride at Magic Kingdom in one day. It said, wrote an app to Mm. schedule all 27 rides at Magic Kingdom in one day. 
And I think for most everyone else, they would think, wow. And I thought, Magic Kingdom, I can do that in four and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> right. That wasn't impressive to you. Did you say all. that? <laughs> no, I didn't. I, this is a resume. I haven't spoken to this person. So oh, if you're oh, listening, okay, like gotcha. I said, I'm pre-apologizing. But, you know, one day, uh, I, I it actually gave me an idea for another a challenge. And I wanted to talk through some of the parameters of this. What if, rather than trying to ride everything at Disney World in one day, what if you tried to get the maximum number of circuits, or I should say, you know, ride every ride at Magic Kingdom the most number of times? So, for instance, you'd have to stack the Main Street vehicles because you can't do a circuit, right? Because they mm. stop. Yeah. But how many, how many times could you ride all the, like, right now I think there's 26 that are open because the, the railroad's down. So... How many times could you ride all 26 in one day? So you would have to kind of approach it from the stance of you would have, okay, you would start your day with Main Street vehicles, let's say, and yep. then you would ride it as many times as you I guess you're going to ask, well, I don't know about as many times as you could. I guess you want to estimate your, how you want to estimate a little yeah. aggressively how many loops you think you're going to get done. Right. You're so kind I'm, of think, like, I'm thinking like four is the upper limit, right? Maybe five. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. I was gonna say it's almost like the um what's the dice game and that they play in Pirates where you're trying to guess the number of dice of everybody <laughs> in a way. Right. You're you're gauging what how many times you think you're gonna ride everything by your weight. It's almost like you're making a wager based on the number of times you ride the first the one. Main Street vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> right. So Main Street vehicles. Probably. So so and, and to do that one, I'm assuming I could just stay on the vehicle. Like, I don't have to go find another one. Because sometimes they only are really running one anyways. So what would you consider a circuit? Is going to the hub and back or just going to no. the hub? Just going to the hub. I think it's the same rules as, as the, the other ride challenges. You just got to ride a just, leg. So each leg counts once. Okay. That's what I thought, too. I was just checking. Yeah. So, I mean, it, like, what would your strategy be? Would you stack stack the rides together? What's your mind train strategy? You know, you've got to try to sprinkle. Let's say you're going for four loops on a, I don't know, a 17, 18 hour day. When do you fit in four mind trains? Well, if you did Main Street Vehicles pre-rope drop, and then you could rope drop mind train the first time, and then go back and do more Main Street Vehicles, <laughs> and then maybe well, try to pull a fast pass for it, and then do it at the end of the night. I was going to say, since we don't technically have official rules for this challenge, I would just take all four of the bands I have with me, uh, all four <laughs> okay. different people, and then I would just get fast pass for all of them and ride it all back to back. <laughs> See, I think that's going to be disallowed because that's, that's against the that's, spirit of what we're talking yeah. about here. You have uh, to, I would well. say you still have to go with archaeology rules to some extent. I mean, well, I'm just going to pay the whatever 600 <laughs> bucks an hour, 800 bucks an hour for the, the private tour. Let's just do that then. Or you could do like rope drop mine train maybe and then see how many of those you get in to determine the rest of your day. <laughs> Go back to back on it. Well, if you had a pre-fast pass for it, you could still rope drop it and then mm -hmm. use your fast pass. And then and then you end your night it. with it. So that gets right. you three. At least three. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen them drop throughout the day. I think it's not unreasonable that if you're spending oh, yeah. your whole day at Magic Kingdom, all you're doing is refreshing Magic Kingdom fast passes, so you're going to get at least one. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, potentially. I don't. I don't think mine trains that hard to get to pull anymore. Truthfully, I mean, from not what Getting I experienced. It, I'd say modifying it might be difficult. 
Especially yeah. the way the app is now, or I guess you'd have to do the website ver- way, but might be. Do a you space way. out your carousel of progresses, or do you just stack them and do a straight two hours? Here's a good. Need a nice break? Just take the two-hour break. Here's a good question. How do you do Small World? Do you do it back to back? I would. You, I don't feel like you have to. I feel like <laughs> no. you got to break. You, you got to break up the monotony a little bit. But if well, it's a yeah, busy day sanity. or it gets busy, you just do carousel of progress and just you'll until the parade starts or something, and then you've got uh, you what you got that block of time that it was so busy uh, doing carousel of progress. Here's here's a challenge: How many times can you ride Barnstormer in one day? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like I think we talked about this that you. The, the main limiter on Barnstormer is the distance you have to walk from getting off to getting back on. Mm-hmm. And it, the ride itself is like 45 seconds? I mean, yes. Not, I mean, the best way long. to maximize it is to try to get there when there's nobody there, like during the fireworks that time we rode it, because then you don't have to do the walk. You just, you want to ride again? Yes. Okay. Ride again? Yes. Okay. Right. So dep- and Like throughout Happily pace. Ever After, you don't have to get off. <laughs> So depending on your pace and the weight, uh, you could conceivably do 60 times in an hour. <laughs> I mean, based on that. <laughs> well, here's something that I was trying to think through in my head is like a ride like Barnstormer. I think two trains is all they have, right? Yeah. The maximum. If all three of us were doing it, technically, perhaps, possibly, we could space each other out to where we were on every single train of the day. Is that possible? <laughs> if we were I think spread it gets out in the too line. backed up at probably. some point, yeah, that probably it's all. There's more than one train worth of weight at times, yeah. even, even if with you're a fast, fast pass. Fast. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But it's, it'd be interesting. <laughs> Is there a ride that you could literally ride every cycle? I'm sure Carousel of Progress you could. Yeah, in a day. the riverboat. Yeah, a riverboat, the rafts. You could do every cycle that for the entire day. <laughs> I think they'd kick us off the rafts eventually. (laughs) I wonder wonder how many trips they take on average during the time period that it's open, like from 11 to 5. And you can't Mm. do every cycle of the rafts because they're often running two rafts. Yeah. Well, if we split up, we could. I was just thinking, like, as a group, could we cover every possible ride of I think they would get tired of us riding the rafts at that point. Like, it wouldn't be us. It would be they would get tired of us. Yeah, you're right. The rafts probably, but the riverboat would be easy. Carousel Progress would be easy. It'd be easy to um, sneak around and then not know that we were on it that many times on the on the riverboat. Yeah, the riverboat. Yeah, I mean, you just walk right back up. You're not like cutting in line or staying on or anything. You can get right back on the next one pretty easily, I think. So I got on the riverboat. Would they make you get off? Like, could you just stay on there? Would they like do they? I'm like, sure they would tell you to get like, off. And all you gotta do is walk up the ramp and get right back on it. Well, I know, but I'm saying like, would they know if you didn't get off? I don't know. I'm probably. sure they do. They walk through the ship. I'm sure they do. You could probably hide in that little room, but <laughs> yeah, probably. That, the... <laughs> I'm sure they walk through and check. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think those are really the only two because everything else has multiple. Uh, yeah, it'd be too hard to multiple vehicles, and there's always at least more than one vehicle's worth of weight at some point for something for everything. Nothing. Or, or like, if you were going to include like the theater shows, do they notice if you just sat there? I mean, if we were the last one. Yeah, they would. Somebody would. 
Is there a way to know if you've ridden in every vehicle of an Omni Mover? Ooh. <laughs> I'm sure like well, there's a number on them if you yeah, I was gonna say, know where to look. You know, if you know where to look. I guess I was gonna say if we learned anything from Putin Chief, <laughs> Chief about yeah. counting vehicles and how to use that to their advantage to jump out of them. Yeah. Yeah. There's a way, apparently. Yeah, horizons they were pretty clearly numbered, weren't they? It was pretty obvious they They did have numbers on the them, number. but they also counted them. To get a yeah. gap. I'm sure so. if we asked Hoot, he would tell us how many uh, Doom buggies there are in Haunted Mansion. He, he probably knows exactly, yeah, how many vehicles yeah. there is on the Omnimovers. Exactly. There's probably a number out there. We probably don't even have to ask him. It's, you know, we have this wonderful thing called the internet in front of us. I'm sure somebody mm-hmm. has that information. Nope, it don't work. Yeah, it's broken. <laughs> internet, internet broken. Yeah, it's down. So anyways, that's that's just some, some random musings that came to my mind. Just because I saw that and I'm like, I kind of want to bring the student in and, and, and interview them. I kind of, I mean, it's an admiral thing. Maybe we should just hire this person, but I do want to just p- pull on the, oh, okay, so did you pull off all 27? How close were you? How long did it take? <laughs> what do you think about four and a half hours is a goal time? Do you think you could do it in four and a half hours? Do you think you could write an app that would scan for fast passes and automatically book them? <laughs> automatically <laughs> book them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then modify them. I was going to say, a well... A bot that would modify them. Apparently, uh, Touring Plants has something in place that looks for um, dining reservations, so mm-hmm. maybe there is such a thing for FastPass. And I asked them, they did a live stream. Remember I asked Angela and... Uh, Brian? Brian, yes, I asked them. And he was like, yeah, there might be something in the works, but I think they were... They were the dining one they said they were able to get away with because they are skirting around Disney's policies for that kind of thing like some other people have tried the same thing and disney has like things in place that you can't snatch dining reservations like that that kind of thing yeah obviously the business model that touring plans is is kind of not not exactly friends with uh disney in general like they're not on the best of terms but they are on some good terms i guess depending on you know they they let them in still i mean (laughs) Yeah, it's not like they just ban them from so, coming in there. Yeah, so fast passes would be more difficult, I think, because they would be snatched up much faster than dining reservations would. I think Disney apparently comes up with things like the genie to try and put touring plans out of business is their probably their idea. That's that's what it sounds like. I, I think Disney's looking at like what who's making money off of us that we could be pulling back into the Disney pool. Yeah, pretty much. That's what it sounds That's like. That's what they're seeing. Yeah. Well, they're doing their best. They're doing their best. You know, we talk about travel agents before, but they're doing their best to make sure that people are able to just use go Disney. with Disney. Yeah, use Disney mm-hmm. and not use a travel agent. I mean, they have to pay the travel agents. Disney does. So, yeah. Or travel agencies. Yeah, they have to pay a commission, 15%. Since we're talking about riding rides, you know, last week, riding rides, marathon, we're talking about how many times can we do Magic Kingdom. I just wanted to also ask Adam if you're prepared to get down to Epcot in the next couple of weeks since they have the, you know, extended opening hours of the Imagination Pavilion. Because I really, you're going to want to ride Figment a lot, right? Yeah, because he's the the mascot of Festival of the Arts. Is that why they're doing this? Uh, I <laughs> or is I think the it's only because open it. I think right it's because Test Track is closed. <laughs> oh so yeah, that's your that's your that's your consolation prize is Figment. Yeah, 
That's always my go-to of test tracks down. I just like just go straight to imagination. I don't even look. I just go straight. I mean, so there, Mickey Mouse meet and greet yeah. is now in the Imagination Pavilion. So, yeah, I, that was totally really trying, trying to draw people over there, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get people in there. Yeah, it's like maybe just if they come over here, <laughs> maybe if they come over here to see Mickey, they'll be like, "Oh, there's an attraction in there." <laughs> like, oh, I never knew that. <laughs> I try. I had my memory erased at Anchorhead after I went through this ride. <laughs> oh, brother! Star Wars. Joke. You know, you should really uh, consider doing it, though, Adam, because you never know. Its days may be numbered. It should be having an overhaul soon. Well, I've already in in that case, I've already said bye to it. <laughs> when in 1998? <laughs> so, sure. <laughs> whenever I wrote it last, whenever Jason made me write it last. <laughs> That's when Jason, I said. Jason has a tendency to make you do things you don't want to. It sounds like. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> it's a great, great ride. You know, I was going to say, say it's, it's a comment. great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Yeah, that I agree it's with. Great ride. I, I mean, <laughs> I guess the the main thing, and I do it every time that I'm in imagination. I always point out the tennis shoes. Yeah. You know, and the reference. The computer that wore sneakers. Yes, the computer that wore tennis shoes. Reference. Yeah. Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. If you don't the know what I'm talking about, just too. search. Just search that on Disney Plus. The computer who wore tennis shoes. They did want to bring this up before I forget about it. The um, progress at Ratatouille ride. The sign for Gusto's is now in place in the France Pavilion on the construction site. So I guess if you're riding the Skyliner, you'll be able to see it. Should be kind of cool. I'm sure by the time this episode is out, we will see Skyliner pictures of it. But Josh DeMauro, president of Disney World, uh, posted on his Instagram the pictures. So... He was there tonight as they were uh, hoisting this sign in place, so that's kind of cool. Again, I already think he's doing a good job just because I see on his social media posts that he's he cares a lot about the parks. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm excited, but we're still a long way from getting to ride that <laughs> ride. Yeah, still no d- definite date, is there? I don't think. It's just this summer, so... Yeah. Well, since you're talking about the France Pavilion, I wanted to bring up that they released the times for the new Impressions de France and the mm. Beauty and Beast sing-along 4K version. Did you guys look at these times yet? No. I haven't looked. So the Beauty and the Beast sing-along is going to play each day from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. And Impressions de France is going to take over from 7.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. So it's oh. getting relegated to an hour and a half each day. Yikes, that's not good. I mean, I the film, how long is the film? I mean, because that means it's like three showings, right? What? I mean, yeah. Yeah, they only did it every half hour, didn't they? I think. Yeah, close to it. Something like that. Maybe every that's 45 weird. minutes. Hopefully, that's know. just the, at the beginning while it's new, and then they'll kind of even it out as time goes on. I mean, yeah, when this was it. first announced, it was sort of like, oh, it's just going to alternate. Like, one time it'll be this, <laughs> yeah. the next time it'll be that. But now it's like, okay, <laughs> screw that. <laughs> like Beauty and the Beast coming over into the space like oh, just move over here a little bit and get comfortable how long before the Muppet show takes over the American adventure area <laughs> right. well I'm hoping the regal eagle that we get Sam Eagle out there I already said that yeah so is this going to be the Muppets pavilion now is uh, the American pavilion move great moments in history over there sure yeah I think that'd be great because there's more room over there, honestly, than there is at Liberty Square at Magic Kingdom. So I, I think it would be a perfect spot for it. I actually heard a joke about there being more room over there by the restaurant. Um, that after looking at the menu, they said they had to have more room for the paramedics uh, to make their way through. <laughs> okay. 
So. Okay. I mean, it's barbecue. It's not going to be the healthiest food ever. Like, what do you want? <laughs> There's tons of food in Epcot. Just go somewhere else. <laughs> so, uh, if you hear background noise, by the way, Sorry. off my microphone, it's because it's storming here where we're recording. And um, we're under, I think, a flood watch for a couple of days. Well, there's and still a deluge it, falling outside my house. Yeah, and nothing like a good thunderstorm in January. Yeah, while it's like 70 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it was like, did you hear this? So about the heat, you know, they had to alternate the um, run Disney course because of the heat. I think it was 86 degrees on Sunday at, in uh, Orlando. Yeah, it's 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 warm. I was say, how do you alter a course to help that? I don't know. That's a good you, question. I was like run inside the land. I mean, what you... yeah, they make you go through air conditioned buildings every <laughs> every uh, park you can get into. Like they go running through the stores. <laughs> so here's something. So I'm I'm not a runner. If you've uh, if you've seen well, photos of me on my runs. Uh, you'll notice that I'm not in the best shape. Uh, the only thing I'll really get moving for is to ride every ride at Disney World in one day. But yeah. I've heard from some people who have done Run Disney uh, this week that supposedly they don't include a park ticket mm-hmm. with your yeah. registration. I, yeah, that seems silly to me, especially in January. Like, give people a day in the parks. Like, if they want it, like, give them the option. They're praying. I guess there it might be an option. Well, there's an option. Just buy a ticket, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they need a package, though. I, I, I just was surprised by that because I yeah. know that people get the tickets. I don't know if they're pass holders because we were there last year during the marathon weekend and people were walking around with their medals, uh, making us feel pretty fat uh, as we you know, we're gorging ourselves on vacation and they're like, Oh, I got my doopy challenge medal. I ran, you know, four different races yeah. in the last four days. What have you been doing? Uh, <laughs> eating, <laughs> snacking <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Lots of eating and snacking and yes. sitting. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. Speaking of running, Jason, if you really want to take a crack at it, um, while you're on your cruise, you know, every uh, time they go to Castaway Key, they have a 5K in the morning, early morning on there. So I could do that. You know, <laughs> we should celebrate that since today was going to be the end of my pass, but I did renew. Uh, that means that it's been a year since we were uh, at Disney World together, Adam. For- in that, yeah, it's hard to remember <laughs> so many trips. Yeah, for my birthday. But that's the trip where we discovered oh, the yeah, Parkeology Challenge. So it's been about oh, a year right. since I started down this that's journey that I wanted to do this. <laughs> and you've this. already completed. Yeah. I've, so you've had a pretty good year, too. I'm glad I completed because with these rides coming out and everything, it's going to be difficult. Although I think it's going to be a weird year for the challenge, right? Because what yeah. rides are open are going to keep changing. Right, so right now test track is down. As soon as they finish up some other stuff, Spaceship Earth will come down. There's going to be all sorts of things, you know, closed, open, closed, open. Uh, I don't think we're going to start getting into the, you know, lowish fifties for a while for ride count. Yeah, lots of refurbs. I don't know, but then you know, yeah, are they going to add Fast Pass to the at least Smuggler's Run this year? 
are they going to keep doing boarding groups? You know, there's a lot of question marks around the galaxies. So some people have been pushing, you know, they're like saying, oh, what if we just did virtual queues forever? And I know that that sounds like, oh, it's working, you know, quote, unquote, great. Nobody has to wait in line for Rise of the Resistance. You get to do whatever else. But that isn't going to work in the long run to just make everything a virtual queue. That just doesn't. Yeah. Because then you what you have to stop people from being able to join every virtual queue. You can't just be in every queue. And then the only way you could make it work is if you go into the Disney Genie app and say what you want to ride and it's just you just have to do what it tells you and you're in a virtual queue and if you miss it by and at that point you're you've sort of reinvented the yeah. fast pass thing except taking away all the flexibility. Right. And then how many virtual queues can you have, be in at one time? Right. Yeah. It would be the death of people like me who want to ride, you know, more than three things in a day. And I've already heard people saying that it's screwed, a, it's screwed with their fast passes. So, like, because they, they don't realize, I guess some people don't realize you have the two-hour window to do rides. But the other thing is people don't necessarily know that it's, like, an hour experience to do Rise of the Resistance, depending on how long you have to wait in line and if the ride is running smoothly and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, like in our example, we overlapped a slinky dog fast pass by 20 minutes, even the grace period. And they still let us on because we just explained, you know, we were doing rise and it took, you know, an hour. We didn't realize. And they're like, go ahead, go ahead and get on. They didn't. So I think some people don't realize you can do that, but I think people are a little, I've heard complaints that, oh, I missed my Slinky Dog because of Rise, and I didn't know what to do, and just ask them and see if they'll let you on it. They know that you had the Fast Pass. See, I think the whole, when you just mentioned that about Rise being an hour to uh, pretty much complete, yeah. that's going to be the real kink in the challenge in the the coming year and beyond, really. Well, it's I mean, how, how long, long does it take takes. to complete if you didn't have to wait at all in the queue, well, if you went straight to, to the, the first queue. pre-shoe, yeah, but, but if you were able to go, it's well, if they change it to not being a boarding group and you can, in right. fact, rope, rope drop, drop it. it, if you can, in fact, rope drop it, I would say it's more like flight of passage. You're probably looking at 20, 25 minutes, maybe at the most. You're talking about line or are you talking about total time? I'm talking total time to do the all the experiences, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Is anybody has anybody really put a clock on it for the everything together? I'm sure there is on the videos. I just haven't looked to see what it is. Well, the interesting thing is, you know, the first part of the ride you're doing, the simulator which gets you into you know, where you get captured, but then there's another line after that. So mm-hmm. if you're rope dropping it you would probably just go straight through that part after you get to caught. You know, there would be no line if you're in the first group on, you know. So I'm assuming you could get through it a lot faster. Maybe. That way, if I don't, you were first on. I don't think Disney cares about getting you through it that much faster. They're, all they're caring about at this point is um, if there is any time spent waiting, are you? do you realize you're waiting and because of what's going on? I think that's all they care about. I don't think they care about how fast well, the, you get through it in this in this kind of experience. The other question, though, is if they do a rope drop procedure, will the first people skip that part and go straight to the Star Destroyer like they were talking about, 
when I guess it was broken down or partially and people well, got That would upset. get people upset that waited for the rope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would be upset by it, but I'm just like, there's essentially breaking up the ride. So the first group is slowing down the people behind them because they're going through this first part that there's no line for the second part. Right. It's kind of interesting. So I, I, I don't know. I feel like they can't virtual queue forever. I think at some point they just cut it off. And I know yeah. that they're running out at like 15 minutes. So technically you're like, well, are you just going to have a 12-hour line? No, people aren't going to wait in line for 12 hours. They'll wait in line for maybe four or five, and it'll be fine. You know, because it, once yeah. people will stop coming, you'll, you'll – have less people at Hollywood Studios in the morning because they'll just be like, well, I was going to ride at 9 p.m. anyway, so I'll just get in line at 4. <laughs> right, and they'll just come later. I hope not. <laughs> Maybe. Yikes. <laughs> I, would not be, I would not ever say that. But I mean, there's people that go to Flight of Passage and wait four hours for it. Obviously, or else there wouldn't be yeah. a four-hour wait. So, yeah, I mean. Right, but I, I don't think it would. I don't think if they switched it, the lines would get much longer. Like maybe the first few days they might get like incredibly long, like a Haggard's motorbike adventure, but it would not be consistently eight, 10 hours. It'd be like five, four, five. Has anybody checked in on Haggard's lately to see how that line's going? I haven't really looked at it. I mean, it's still pretty long from what I can tell. Yeah, I saw, I forgot who I saw doing it recently. And it was a couple hours still, I think. Yeah, it's a couple hours, but again, it's not six, right? There's a limit that if you make the people stand in the line of what they're willing to wait on, when you get to just sit in an app and drink at Oga's until your name's called, you'll wait all day. Yeah, exactly. Makes it easier that way, but... Yeah, so I think they're going to have to change it. And and the question is, if they are they going to do a virtual queue for Mickey and Minnie's? And if so, can you only join one virtual queue? Yeah, I was just about to say we gotta see what kind of impact the opening of Runaway Railway yeah. has on the overall crowds at Hollywood Studios, including those that are. I mean, because I honestly, I just think it's gonna add to the crowds. There's just gonna be lines for both of them <laughs> to start with. I mean, that would just be a a sucky way to do it is to say, let's have two virtual queues. You can only join one because this will split the crowd, and you have to decide. What about the people who only ever go to Hollywood Studios once because they're on vacation? Now you got to pick. You want to do Rise of the Resistance or Mickey and Minnie's? I mean, that would be bad, too. They're going to have to... The, the, the way they do it now, regular line with a fast pass queue, that's what they should do. Think about how Hollywood Studios is going to be just after Runaway, Runaway Railway opens. Um, they're going to have essentially, let's see, that will be the sixth attraction that has opened in the last two years overall yeah. at that park. Well, fifth turns out if you don't so. have any attractions at a park and then you want to start, you need to build a lot to make it a full park. But it'll be the fifth attraction that's still considered. I mean, because stuff within the last two years is still considered new, let's be honest. I mean, Slinky still has quite a line for that reason. And I I said six because for some reason I was including Toy Story Mania, but it just got a new entrance. But the fifth, technically, because you got Slinky Dog, Alien Swirling Saucers, Smuggler's Run, Rise of Resistance, and then Mickey Minnie's Runaway Runaway Railway you're going to add to the mix. And unless I'm missing one, I think that's the only ones, right? And the thing about it is, is they're all big draws, really. Except for saucers, so, well, saucers still draws <laughs> yeah. a pretty good sometimes. 
I mean, that it, it, it's probably going to drop off more than the others, but it already has. No, but it's the worst line to wait in. Well, Slinky's probably terrible too, but at least there's a fun ride at the end of it. <laughs> uh, so it is. We're within sixty days already of March fifth. So there's no fast passes going to happen for Runaway Railway for a while, I assume. No, no I haven't heard of yeah. anybody saying they got one. No different than their other strategies uh, yeah. as of late. So we don't know yet. I, we're assuming this will be a Tier 1, and when if it becomes, or they're just going to, anything new not going to be fast pass for a while. Well, that's, what I just, that's what I was saying. Is like, is everything on is Hollywood yeah. Studios going to be Tier 1 now? I mean, it's, like I said, it's a park full of A-listers. Yeah. So again, they have to drop saucers from that tier one at some point. Ah, uh, it, it, anyway. it's gonna it's gonna be a mess. <laughs> yeah. So Hollywood Studios is an example of too much of a good thing. That's what happens when you put too many e tickets in one spot. Right. <laughs> oh well. well. Speaking of stuff at Hollywood Studios, though, did we? I don't think we talked about this. Did we talk about um, Muppet Vision 3D closing for refurbishment? Well, that's because they got to move everything over to the American Adventure, obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it says from yeah. January 26th through February 8th, reopening on February 9th. So there goes that always available Tier 2 Fast Pass for those <laughs> days. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> If you needed yeah, to burn one, what are you gonna do so now? So I guess, so I guess now's the time to put um, saucers down to tier two, right? Yeah, yeah that's an I should. <laughs> that's the perfect time to do it. I mean, if you're an average guest that doesn't know how the fast pass system works, and you're going to Hollywood Studios, you're probably gonna think you get a boarding group and one fast pass, and that's it. Because they're gonna go to add another fast pass, and they're gonna be like, "What else do I get?" Oh, right, yeah. So like, point. Yeah. They can't get any rides. I have to watch a show. Like, I don't want to do that. I mean, yeah, even still point. right now, I bet Star Tours has to be like the number one uh, taken tier two. <laughs> it's got to be. <laughs> yeah, it's much harder to get these days. But the updates to Muppets is going to be new seats, it says, curtains, more theater upgrades. So it needed it pretty bad. Effects, badly. maybe? The effects. Oh, maybe. The effects. The the seats are pretty rough though. I've it's been pretty bad. <laughs> I got Welcome you. to the brand new show. Oh, still same crappy old show I went to. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we did it back in December because, well, again, I was telling everybody we need to just burn this fast pass, but everybody's like, "No, I want to do the Muppets." I was like, "Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I guess we're doing the Muppets." <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to burn this fast pass so we could unlock the tier ones yeah. again. Anyway. I mean, you know, I would never get a fast pass for that attraction necessarily, but I would usually do it. Well, you know, well usually because like we're trying to unlock tier ones again. That's why you get it. <laughs> I mean, we have very, un- Jason, last time we were there, very unashamed just walked up there and tapped and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> it was... Uh, all of us just walked in, <laughs> tap, tap, and then walked. Yeah, Adam was getting all worried about, like, oh, should we do this? You know, are they going to say, I was like, I don't care. Boom, yeah. let's go. And they just looked at us like, yeah, you're not the first person to do that today. <laughs> wow. Like, I don't like, like just tap, open my phone, and start looking for a fast pass. 
Yep. Because I we needed to tap because we were like three minutes away from when we knew Slinky Dog was going to drop. So right, yeah. So we ran over there and we all tapped and then just walked away. Uh, yeah, you got to do it. It's the easiest one to get, or at least it won't be January twenty sixth to February eighth. Hey, hey, who wants to play a game? You want to play a game? Let's play. Let's let's play. What's closed at Epcot today? <laughs> yeah, no, oh, brother. Well, last week I know we talked about Mouse Gear, so I'm pretty sure it's already closed. Um, yep, we yeah, we So well, what else did we temporary have? location. It's not, a, it's not imagination. Um, see, otherwise, Adam would be sad. Oh, um, sad. In what see. way? My son is very upset by this oh, uh, yeah. current closure. Test track. Yeah, Which, that's right. We just, well, we kind of hint alluded to it. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it yeah. last week, but it's actually yeah. closed now. It's actually closed. Also, Gateway Gifts. Oh no! It's my favorite. Shop. To get my, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get film for my camera. Oh wait! Right. Oh, but but they Epcot taketh and Epcot giveth. <laughs> We're going to have <laughs> okay. meet and greets scattered about. No, no, no! We're going to have the new Taste Track Burgers and Fries kiosk to debut during the Festival of the Arts as a temporary replacement for the electric umbrella. Wow. Really? Amazing. So Epcot so taketh and Epcot still taketh. So, But didn't Taste Track still exist technically? I mean, it never had burgers or anything, I don't think, but it did exist. Didn't it still exist? It did at one time at least. I thought it still existed over there. But this is new. This is a new kiosk. <laughs> oh, it's, excuse it's, me. It's, it's going to be great. Did you say Taste Track? <laughs> Taste Track. That's what I said. Because Taste so, Track was the name of that like cart just outside of Test Track. Yeah, and that's right. The name. The but the uh, cool station, right, was the yeah, one was where they too. had the smoothies or something. But they thought, did not have that thought, open during Christmas. I thought the cool station was the one set up kind of like a car wash presented by Coca Cola, where you just walked it was missed the, okay. for like starting in October or something or September. They changed it to a smoothie station. Oh. And it is currently nothing, or it was closed. The smoothie stuff's still there; it's just closed. So I don't know if it's reopening or what. But so they don't have a menu yet. But it says it's going to be it's going to replace that hankering you had for the electric umbrella. Yes, I don't know how I did without it. Well, I'm just waiting for them to come up with a replacement for my gateway gifts fix. And I need a hallway to walk down that smelled like that hallway over in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> interventions oh great yeah Lovely you know i was just man. thinking have you ever i've never really thought about it until just now but is anyone else curious about the origins of the name electric umbrella like where do you come up with that where does we'll, that name we'll come have from? to find the origins of the name of that maybe joe Rody knows yeah two things that really don't have anything at all to do with food or epcot that i can think of oh okay I have an answer. The internet answered your question, John. It did. Uh, certainly the most unusually themed restaurant in Epcot is the Electric Umbrella, beginning its life as the awesomely titled and yet completely irrelevant Stargate restaurant. The quick service facility was rethemed in 1994 by Disney legend Raleigh Crump based oh. on a literal merchandise oh. item sold at Centurium during the time. Hmm. An Electric Umbrella. This is from EpcotLegacy.com. Didn't the penguin and Batman have an electric umbrella? 
<laughs> or you just have like a knife a lot in of it things. or something. Yeah. Gas and smoke. It. Gas come out the ends. Yeah. Yeah, smoke. <laughs> anyway. Well, Jason, you have a lot to do when you uh, are waiting on your boarding group for a rise. You got to go watch the Canada film. You got to go watch the Beauty and the Beast thing. And what about Awesome Planet? Yeah, and I and I need to get out by 11 a.m. <laughs> and I got to eat at the uh, Festival of the Arts. Yeah. Is when's Regal Eagle opening? It's not open in time, is it? It's not open this week. <laughs> so. Well, if they open by Monday, I could swing back through on my way out of town, right? Are you planning to do that? Are you going to come back through? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> if you're. Yeah. Depends on what time I get off the boat. Yeah. Shipping. Depends on how much I want to go eat uh, <laughs> at Festival of the Arts. I'm trying to look at the. Uh, the menu. Do I want to go to the Japan Pavilion and get a sushi donut? Ooh, that sounds interesting. It's a donut-shaped sushi featuring salmon, tuna, shrimp, <laughs> cucumber, and sesame seed over a decorated plate of wasabi aioli, sriracha, and eel sauce. I was going to say, when you first said that, it reminded me of that song that my kids like to see on YouTube about, you know, like, do you like donuts? <laughs> and mixing them together, it'd be like, no, I don't. Well, anyway, yeah. sorry. The problem is, is if I go on the seventeenth and and miss my my ship, as you said, John. Yeah. I won't know how much money to bring because that's the first day it opens, and that's the day that all the bloggers go out and add up how much it would cost to eat everything at the festival. Well, you're definitely gonna have plenty to eat on the ship, so I don't know. You may not want to spend your money on food afterwards. Uh, you probably still will, but you're gonna have your fill on the ship. That's for sure. Yeah. All right, well, maybe I'll skip the festival and, and get to the ship. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to take advantage of all the food that's available to you that's already included, you have to get on the ship early for that as well so you can get as much food as possible. Do <laughs> you feel like we've been bouncing around a bit? Because I'm enjoying it. <laughs> a lot. I mean, well, we have been bouncing around a little bit. Speaking hey, of bouncing around. Food, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, speaking of bouncing around, you also got to head over to the... Uh, Launch Bay area and see if you see an old friend roaming around. Ooh. R2. Is, that, uh, is that where R2 has been roaming? Yeah, so he started at Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland, but now at Launch Bay, apparently, at Hollywood Studios. So, Ooh. I Did guess... Say, the way you first, the way you first yeah. said that with old friend, I was like, Obi-Wan? An old friend. And he <laughs> was a good friend. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah apparently he's at launch bay because he doesn't know where batu is or how to get there i guess oh um since we're since we're just doing all sorts of random stuff <laughs> I, I wanted to get your guys's reaction to this mm-hmm. the the calendars are coming out for later in 2020 and as it stands right now august 13th has a closing time at magic kingdom of 6 p.m. So speculation abounds that that will be the first Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party. And if so, that would be the earliest start for the Mickey's Not-So-Scariest Halloween party, I think, ever. Mm, That's probably true. I mean, that's... um, What day of the week is that? Thursday? August 13th, 2020. Thursday, yeah. If it's yeah, a Thursday, it's a it also fits. Yeah. I think it is. So, 
I mean, why not? Why not just, I mean, pretty soon it's going to be, as soon as the 4th of July fireworks are down, they're going to put up the Halloween decorations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's the only thing is, like, it's starting to get to the way where, like, when do you get to see Magic Kingdom normally? Uh, past August. You don't. You don't. You have fall and Christmas Magic Kingdom, which I think, I guess it's uh, this week. Maybe by the time this podcast is out, I think the the castle will be back to normal, right? Right, yeah. Or, yeah, they finally have all the decorations down. Like, some of my neighbors, uh, today, they finally turned their Christmas lights off. <laughs> it's like, all right, man. <laughs> this is, even, I love Christmas, but all right, it's like three weeks ago at this point. Well, I don't know. It depends. Uh, there are some, I forgot, there are some religions that go by, you don't put them up until uh, Christmas Day, and then you leave them up after. Well, uh, these folks had them up, like, November. Well, I, think so. if, I think if you do that, you're supposed to have them down by, like, January 6th or something, because you're supposed to take them Maybe. down when the wise men get there. Something right? like that, it's, yeah. You, you, I, I don't you put the lights up to help the wise men get to your house or something Didn't like that. Didn't it take them know. two years to get there, though? <laughs> so you yeah. just leave them up two years yeah. straight, and then also Jesus wasn't born in the winter, but whatever. <laughs> All right, if you're gonna well, get around technical here, on us. around here, it'll feel the same. So yeah. <laughs> well, right now it's I mean, like seventy degrees outside. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said, it'll and feel if the you same. if you yeah. follow history, you know whatever it's it's fine. We it turns out it's very convenient to 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 just line up holidays with already existing holidays. So. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say a minute ago, with odd things, in <laughs> my opinion, which they may change this, but they announced free dining. Oh yeah, but they only mm-hmm. announced like sixteen dates total, and they're not even all together. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> they announced it for specifically June the twenty seventh and the twenty eighth. Those two days. And then July the 5th through the 7th, so those three days. And then August the 29th through September the 8th. Those are the only days that they're having free dining available. Why would that be? Any thoughts? Because they don't like it and they don't want to do it anymore. (laughs) And people get outraged uh, if they don't offer it. so. So So they were like, okay, well, you can get these two days. You can have mm-hmm. free dining. And They're trying to phase it out. And then these 11 days you can have it out. I, I don't know. Jason, you have any thoughts on that? I mean, obviously they don't want to do it anymore. That's that's basically it. And it's... it's Who's booking a two-night vacation that wants free dining? Well, I mean, the only thing I saw interesting about that, the, Ju- the June one and the uh, July one, except for there's two days in between that it's not, it kind of bookends to the 4th. So maybe they saw something in that time period. Do, I don't know. Do you do a split stay and you have some nights where you have dining and some nights where you go hungry? <laughs> or what, what are you doing? Right? I don't know. I would be the curious to, for those particular days, the resorts that are included for free dining, I bet they raise the price a certain amount for those dates only <laughs> just to offset even more the free dining. And free, we've really, talked about this before. Free dining isn't even that good of a deal, mm-mm. right? Because no. the room the room discounts are better than the free dining, right? Yes, in, in most cases, but people yes. loved free dining. Yeah, yeah. 
They just love the idea of free being in front of it, pretty much. Yeah. If it's free, it's for me. Yeah. Nothing costs nothing. If you want to take advantage of one of these 16 days, um, you're going to have to do it by, at the time of this podcast being released, you're going to have to do it by tomorrow. Got to make your decisions quick. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We didn't give you much time on this. It does say must be booked by January the 16th. And if you think you're going to spend two nights at Disney World right before July 4th and you don't want to pay and you want to eat at some good restaurants, this is your chance. This just reminded me that in the intro, I don't think I said the day of the week. So for those of you that were curious, today (laughs) is Wednesday, January the 15th. And this was Traveling with the Mouse. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Uh, I I have a very interesting story. We're going to go over to Disneyland for this because this is a... I don't know if you guys have read this yet. Did you guys see where they had reported that the sword in the stone at Disneyland had been removed? Like... Like Literally, just or the sword, or part of the both show. Of them? <laughs> no, no, no. The sword. Oh, okay. That was in the sword in the stone. Wow. Was somebody, gone. Somebody got it out. So, somebody, so, so, so they out. had they had speculated that this was because they were about to do some refurbishments uh, to King Arthur's carousel. Turns out that wasn't the case. Some eyewitnesses, and here's I want to read this eyewitness. The sword is not removed for refurbishment. My friend Sam broke it last week on the 8th when we went to Disneyland. He literally ripped it out. The staff said that it was really old and that's why he was able to do so. It was his first time at Disney and he's a pretty buff dude. I told him if he pulled it out, he'd win a prize and he just used brute force, I guess. It was broken and jagged. The staff said they taped it off so no one would stick their fingers in and cut on the broken piece left inside. Somebody else wrote, I was at Disneyland last Wednesday and watched a very burly man break the sword. (laughs) At first, it seemed as if he had pulled it out, but a cast member quickly came over because he had, in fact, broken it. So that's what happened to the sword. So, as of today, the sword has returned. Um, Nice. (laughs) But, yeah, someone did, in fact, break the sword in the stone. Wow. Did he? They should have just given him something, like an annual pass or something, just to... As a reward, right? They probably find him. <laughs> they probably he's probably banned from the park, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh boy, that's funny. I know because I've seen that they do like occasionally where a kid will or they'll do a thing where you know an adult can't pull it out, but then they'll get a kid and it'll pull up some, so that the kid will loosen it. So it obviously could come out and potentially break. If someone's strong enough, I imagine, like this guy apparently was able to do. So maybe they should make it stronger this time. Yep. Well, the, everything's freshly polished and updated. It is back. I don't know what happened to King Arthur, who pulled it out. Apparently it's King Sam. There you go. Uh, but Nice. Strange women lying in ponds is no basis for a system of government. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's got to be banned. All right. All right, were you guys surprised, as everyone else was, that Frozen 2 did not get an Oscar nomination? Not really, because they hate sequels. But yet, Toy Story 4 got one. But Toy Story 4 got it. But it won't win. It's not going to win. I don't know what they all are, but Disney actually got 23 nominations total. 
That's well, just because they own everything. I love how yeah. on social media they were bragging that Star Wars got three Oscars, uh, Rise of Skywalker, but it was like visual effects. That was about it. It wasn't anything significant. But it won't make the broadcast, in other words. Uh, hello. You have to have visual effects. That's significant. That's not going to be on the broadcast, though. That's what I'm saying. Nothing significant enough to get on, on the actual broadcast of the Oscars. You know, I couldn't tell you the last time I watched it, so... <laughs> If you were to pick, though, would you have put Toy Story 4 or Frozen 2? as If you had to pick only one Frozen 2. to be nominated. I, yeah, I think Frozen 2 is the better movie, right? Yes, I think it was more Oscar-worthy. I think it was more Oscar-worthy, yeah. I mean, Toy Story 4 is not even the best Toy Story. Yeah, it, right. it felt to me like a TV special that they stretched into a movie. No, I mean, don't get so, me wrong, I thoroughly enjoyed Toy Story 4. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny. It was I mean, good. It's just not, not as good as two. Nothing's better. I haven't seen any of the other nominees, right? I haven't seen any of the other ones. So I'm saying, okay, if they're like, we're only going to give Disney one. Yeah, which one do you choose? They pick. I think they picked the wrong one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Agreed. I gotta say, as far as Frozen two goes, I hope they don't do a three, just because I think that would kind of ruin what they did with two. Because they kind of even said almost literally in the movie that this was it. <laughs> You know, they were pretty, they like literally spelled it out saying that this was it pretty much. And it seems like a complete story. Like this one, like a lot of sequels aren't, a lot of sequels it's like they just move on to something because they had to make another movie, which don't get me wrong, they had intentions to make money off of this movie. But the second one truly complements and is complete and completes the first one, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, They fit well together. Not all sequels do that. so Yeah, and agree. I, I think this is a, a sequel that deserves Oscar recognition versus Toy Story 4, which, again, not going to win. There's no way it's going to win. Um, well, I don't even know what it's up against, so how do I know if it's going to win or not? So, um, I forgot the name of the... Whatever the one that won the Golden Globes, the one that's going to win the Oscar, because sure it's, it's an original story. Somebody can story. pull it up now. Yeah. yeah. What was the category again? <laughs> Best, animated. Best animated feature. Best animated feature film, yeah. I'm sure we can pull it up somewhere. I mean, it used to be a given that Pixar won that every year, but now it's not. Well, I mean, Pixar has done too many sequels lately. That's the other thing. Like, the originals, like Coco won. I mean, take a look at the theater. That's what it's filled with is nothing but sequels, and mm-hmm. for the, like the last year at least. I think Pixar has two originals coming out next year, though, right? The one, they have two. The one about the guy who dies, and then the other one about with Chris Pratt and his dad, who they try to revive. Another one about a dead dad. That's interesting. Okay, so here, I have never heard of any of these except for How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Which one Along with Toy Story 4, we have Klaus, which I've never heard of. We have Missing Link, which I've never heard of. That's the one that's going to win. We have, of course, Toy, Toy, Toy Story 4, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, and then I Lost My Body. I've never heard of that one either. The only one I know that's not a sequel is the um, the one I said was going to win, <laughs> Missing Link. That's the one that's going to win. Well, I mean, is Klaus a sequel to something? I'm not sure. Well, then, there's but, only two on here that are sequels, then. <laughs> What do you mean? Well, that said that I know of, but Missing Link won the Golden Globe. It's going to win the Oscar, too. I mean... We're talking way too much about this. (laughs) 
it's I'm just saying it's an original story. That's why it's going to win. Well, I totally agree. We are because you know the Academy Awards have been crap for a long time. That's just my opinion as far as what they put out there. But well, I think I watched a little bit of it last year. I I find myself that I don't really seek out watching any award shows, but occasionally on a Sunday night I'll sit down and I'll just be perusing. I'll be like, oh. Yeah. That's on tonight. Let's watch the first 15, <laughs> 20 minutes. And then you're like, and then Jason was like, there's no challenge in this. Right. <laughs> there's no challenge. Well, there are. There's some, always a challenge. There's always a challenge. <laughs> there are yeah. some movies that I definitely want to see. The one that I can see right now that I'm paying for Netflix is The Irishman. I don't want to spend three hours right now. I don't have three free hours to watch this movie, but I do want to watch it. Joker, of course, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I just haven't yeah. gotten around to it yet. I, I would give Joker a watch. Yeah, I think um, that's really good. I bet it is. Yeah. I mean, it got the most nominations, which is surprising. Usually mm-hmm. they don't go after comic movies book like movies. <laughs> but it also, I think it says something. I think I was reading an article, because I haven't seen... This is my thing, is... If I watch the award shows, it's partially to try to remind me how old I am because I'll get up there and like I might know one of the movies and by default I cheer for that movie because I'm like I've seen that one, right? Um, yeah, um, but like get- from what I've what I've read, all the nominations are like these bleak, depressing movies. You know, everybody's into just depression these days. Well, huh? That's what wins Oscars typically. It's <laughs> depressing movies. It's like which sad movie. Uh, well, I mean, is the the best sad movie. Once upon a time, there would be some of in these Hollywood. what's considered artistic type movies that were halfway interesting that also made nominations, but that hasn't. I mean, in my opinion, and what I've, I don't watch very many these days, obviously, but there's not many that grab my attention enough to get through them, much less be to me to think they deserve an award. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know. That's just maybe that says something about me more than it does the award show. I don't know, but well, we don't have time to watch movies anymore, especially movies that are not kid friendly. <laughs> I yeah, don't anyway. And, and, so I and also do a podcast. Kyler Ren's movie made it as a best picture nominee. Yeah, the, the, the really depressing the one. Story, right. <laughs> the Mary story. The Mary story. Right. I saw an article recently where Adam Driver said that he wants people to forget that he was Kylo Ren. He wants fans to forget that he was Kylo Ren, which I don't think that's going to happen, buddy. Sorry. I think it's Wait. just because he wants to move on. But, I mean, it's like Harrison said back whenever this first started. He's like, he's like he would basically, I remember seeing an interview with him. He was, like, telling the people that, that have taken the roles. He was like, you just have no idea what you're in for. <laughs> It's like your life is over. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. It's like you're forever going to be known as this these characters, um, no matter what you do. I mean, in Harrison Ford's case, he's about the only one who escaped. Port- uh, Portman's done some then, but, movies. Yeah, but I'm talking about escaped from the original ones. Like he's the only right, one that right. escaped the character. Like he had other ones that became popular um, out of the original films. Like Mark Hamill never really had. I mean, he he's best known for voicing the Joker. Outside of that, I mean. That's the first thing I think of, anyway. Carrie Fisher had some films. The first thing I think of, interestingly enough, is The Burbs. But she didn't really have a, a whole lot of real significant like roles that are the same as, say, 
Princess Leia. So right. that's that's what he, I think he means by that. But that's what people are forever going to know you as, no matter what you do. Like Han Solo is still one of his most recognized roles, even with all the roles he's done. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah. what he means. It's by like that. saying, "I would like to be famous, but I would like you to forget why I'm famous." <laughs> kind of, pretty much. It's kind of what, <laughs> what it sounds like. Um, right. But yeah, it's hard. It's some, I guess just because it's hard to shed the uh, the image. I guess sometimes whenever yeah, you well, when roles. it's such a big movie like Star Wars that yeah. most people have seen. Yeah, most well, people. You know, see people it people do big bold things. Like for instance, Emma Watson has done fine. She broke out oh, because yeah. I'm thinking are those fantasy. But like, remember when it ended? The Harry Potter. Why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, the guy who played Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, D- yeah, Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe, Radcliffe. Nah. he like went and did that weird. Yeah, he did that weird play where he got naked on a horse. I think he did Equus or whatever. That was how he tried to break out of being Harry Potter. Is let me just go get naked on a horse on a, remember, on stage. I remember <laughs> seeing him. One of the films he played either around the same time the Harry Potter series was was ending or. We've kind of stopped being a Disney podcast at this point, but it, for this segment, but um. Or either it was just after, whenever he did, uh, what was that horror film? I can't think of it now. Oh, crap. Oh, The Woman in Black. And even in that, it was kind of hard to get him, for to me to picture him as like, it's hard for me to picture him in that role, even though he was playing it. You know what I mean? It was just difficult to have him doing anything other than Harry Potter, I guess. But Hermione wasn't, Hermione, <laughs> Emma Watson <laughs> wasn't the same. I didn't get this. I mean, she was able to kind of shed that skin more easily maybe it depends on the actor maybe it says something about the actors yeah it is one of those things that not everybody's gonna hit it big and just because you you know that's why i don't don't spend it all in one place just because you got the star wars gig but you know i mean i gotta be honest if it were me i mean i would totally take that gig i don't really care i mean because i would be set for life after the one series so (laughs) i mean well out of that out of the Three or four. I mean, Oscar Isaac has done other stuff. Adam Driver, I think, is the most uh, mm. talented of the bunch. But Oscar Isaac's pretty good, too. And I think Daisy Ridley might have the hardest time shaking because she's the main character in Star Wars. So That we'll seems see to her. be the ones that have the trouble. Yeah. I mean, except for... Well, I don't know. Who would you consider the main character of the prequels? I guess it would be um, Hayden Christensen, right? Even though his role was played by another actor See, as well. That's the point of the prequels. There is no main character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if you look at the is, amount of screen time he got in those movies, is not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The, the main character is the midichlorians. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, but if, if it was him, you know, he force. didn't have much of a career after the prequels. I mean, he had a, what, Jumper was the one movie he did, and a couple others. I forgot the others, but... Here's a little game. Name the protagonist <laughs> of The Phantom Menace. I, I oh, was going to say um, Liam Neeson, um, Qui-Gon, but I'm like, not, well, I don't know. To me, um, yeah, Jar Jar. I mean, to me... No, no. To me, the main one is still um, Anakin. I mean, it's still what's his name. But he's not. He doesn't even show up till Halfway a long through. time into the film, and I mean, then all he does is puts well, about on a he does on a pod racer, and then he accidentally blows stuff up at the end. Yeah, but he's still kind of the main focus now, isn't he? 
I mean, he, is he? Is it about him being the one? So I mean, I guess in a way he is. Is it though? That's the first thing I think of. <laughs> well, it, I mean, as far as a character <laughs> goes, guess. it is. Unless you want to count the Force as a character. <laughs> the All right, Attack of the Clones. Name the protagonist. <laughs> um. Well. <laughs> Like Obi- I, said, I said, I already said it was Anakin through all of them. Even Obi Wan and Anakin. Time. I don't know. Django Fett. <laughs> know. Episode three. Who's the protagonist? Still Anakin. Well, until the end. <laughs> until yeah, the whole movie's about like episode two was to get you to really hate him, and then episode three he turns. Like he's Obi-Wan. not the protagonist I mean, like, in episode three. Well, hello there, Obi Wan. And Yoda. If you really think about it, episode three is kind of a dark film in general. I mean, they kill kids in it. (laughs) Well, he kills... (laughs) You just don't see it, but he kills kids in Attack of the Clones, too. He talks about it. He's actually... I mean, I think... um, I think uh, Anakin Skywalker is, like, on up there as far as uh, the films of all time. It's like the most killings. (laughs) He's probably... He probably is. You know, that's the thing. Once they get redeemed, they automatically die. I think that would be interesting plot line to show how does this person who slaughtered or killed so many people, like, redeem themselves? Uh, he just, like, shows up, like, hey, guys, I'm back. Like, I'm a good guy now. See, that's a, I think that's a, <laughs> a thing that was like a, yet an, another cop out of Rise of Skywalker right. is, you know, rather than dealing with something hard, let's just kill, kill them, them off at yeah. the end. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, but anyway, yeah. I mean, of all the movie characters ever, I think Darth Vader slash Anakin Skywalker has killed more innocent people than Freddy Krueger. Has killed more people than Jason. Not you, Jason. Me? <laughs> than me? <laughs> Not unless you wore a hockey mask in the eighties. <laughs> all right, we should wrap this up. We're talking. We're just rambling at this point. Let's wrap this one. Up. Oh well, well, if if we're if we're talking about Rise of Skywalker, I just want to point out yeah. it's no longer leading at the box office. By the oh, way, oh yeah. Yeah, I got beat by 1912. 1912? 1917. 1917. Uh, okay. 1917. Is that the prequel to 1917? <laughs> yeah. Is this going to come out with 1912? <laughs> yeah. It's already got the prequel. <laughs> oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> 1912. You know, 1912. Right. Yeah, that's when the, the war really started. <laughs> that's when... That's when uh, yeah, it, that's when the trade disputes happen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's when... Uh, that's when the separatists... Yeah. That's when the separatists formed. <laughs> right. Um, Did they have pod racing back then? I don't remember that. I have it on Malastare. Oh... <laughs> uh. Oh, well, anyway, what I was going to make a quick connection to, hopefully, was the fact that they are in talks of doing a Yoda film. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's when he's kind of in his prime, so to speak. Yeah, like... Or middle-aged Yoda. Middle-aged, sprightly young, 450. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that should be... Do we think that's a good idea or bad idea? Kind of up in the air. That That doesn't sound like a good idea. It doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it would, no, and, they're going to screw it up. <laughs> they probably would. This would be the oldest canon film, though, right? Because it would predate Phantom Menace by like 300 years, right? Something like that, 400 years. 
I would think there's more to do with because that would be like the Jedi in their prime, really. Like, so their force ability should be at their height. Well, this would be way before so, Mace Windu, Qui Gon, Obi Wan, Anakin, way before any of them. So who's who's alive besides Maz, Kanata? Maybe and Yoda? maybe part maybe part of what is in this movie is there's a baby Chewbacca instead of a baby Yoda that comes or or this is just going through his teenage years where he experiments a little bit with the dark side you know just (laughs) just a little bit or experiments with death sticks so actually no it couldn't be that because chewbacca is only how old is chewbacca it's like 250 in uh the end 250 so he's 200 oh i don't know if you guys listen speaking of yoda to uh another rival podcast you know similar number of listeners as us uh it's the the disney dish one yeah (laughs) where they were joking about how uh, they think the first episode of season two of the mandalorian uh is going to have the mandalorian uh drop off baby yoda in the epcot pavilion uh maybe like the uk pavilion or something uh as a meet and greet you know you're just gonna uh, <laughs> that's that's no. how they're that's how they're gonna get that's people out there nice. yeah it's just be like well oh, safe wow. keeping he's in he's in epcot yeah go that's see a good him place to put him and now and that'll get a line that's probably that's the way to get people away from uh the rise of the resistance tell them there's a baby yoda meet and greet uh, they got to get a boarding group for that instead. Well, if they yeah, actually the put it on Batu, that would be funny. Like yeah. going to this planet, Batu. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they tried to mention it in a film already, and maybe they're going to explore that a little more if they feel it needs. Well, to. they mention Black Spire, but they don't specifically say like Batu or anything. Right. Well, you know. Well, if they're going to be consistent at this point, since they're allowing people from Earth to visit Batu and the <laughs> yeah. timeline, like they should have randos from Earth in Disney World gear, like, yeah, just <laughs> swung over to Batu, you know, uh, new stuff, wanted to check out the Millennium Falcon ride, you know. <laughs> right. There was another Star Wars character, I think they were talking about doing a series coming up on Disney Plus, wasn't it? Who Obi-Wan? Was it? I can't remember. It was. No, it wasn't Obi-Wan. It wasn't well, Obi-Wan. it is Obi-Wan. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. And I, you said you were looking forward to that, and I'm like, I, I got to thinking about it. I was like, what part of yeah. his life have we really not covered? Oh, well, the 20 years between Revenge of the Sith and When he became a hermit? How exciting yeah. is that? Doesn't he face mall again at some point or is that before is that clone wars no that's that's in clone wars that happens between two and three well maybe they'll maybe they'll have flashbacks where he does that i don't know speaking of which you know i had been rewatching or watching in some cases the clone wars <laughs> and uh, i've actually gotten past the episode of darth maul returning and how ah. that goes about it's pretty interesting Clone Wars are actually a really good series, I guess. I mean, I, should, I never, like I said, I only watched them here and there back when it was active, but having them at my fingertips is pretty neat to go through and watch. I'm gonna watch By the way, I had, a, I had a thought now that you brought up Darth Maul coming back, seeing mm-hmm. as I recently rewatched uh, Last Jedi. Why did Supreme Leader Palpatine? Snoke? That was Snoke. Why could, why could, well, yeah, we didn't know Palpatine Snoke. was around back then, right. and neither did Snoke. Rian Johnson. Or anyone else, uh, or because JJ that wasn't planned. Yeah, yeah that Except wasn't planned. For, 
I'm going to say, except for when Luke said no one ever really dies, so apparently they took that literally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so Supreme Leader Snoke, he was cut in half by a lightsaber and died. That might be the first time that's ever happened. Yeah. I oh, mean, like actually died. Yeah. Sticks. Yeah, he like actually died. I thought cut in half by lightsaber was not a death sentence. Well, it was where he got cut in half. Like, he got cut in half. I don't know. Uh, above the waist? I don't know. <laughs> And and besides, wasn't he just like a puppet that was just being animated by Palpatine, anyways? Or I don't know. Yeah, he yeah. was a clone. Maybe like that's cloning, why. cloning and stuff. Maybe that's why he <laughs> was not really a life form. He was just like a thing that was, you know, Palpatine was the life force. So that's why whenever he got killed, it like Palpatine's soul or whatever <laughs> went out of him. I guess I don't know. Yes, I, I'm sure they thought all this through very oh, well. Yeah. It's great. It's, it was very well thought out. Like apparently they like I said, they take that literal nobody in the Star Wars universe ever really dies. I mean, think about it. I mean except for unless you're like stormtroopers or um Boba Fett apparently. It's a trap. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't Darth Maul on the way down that giant shaft like start like hit against the wall several times? <laughs> it's like it sure seemed that way. Like, where does he land? Like, do they explain? Like, he just lands in a giant trampoline at the bottom or something. Like, and other he than he ends up in a junk planet, like in a bunch of inside, in like in junk. Yeah. And uh, when they, well, if unless, do you want me to just give it away? I mean, yeah, go ahead. Sure. But um, he's basically Spoiler. there is there is another creature from the same planet or species of his that has been created at this point in time. And he's going. He's been told that he should go look for his brother, as because they're, they're of the same species, because he's still alive and he's on this planet, what have you. So he goes searching for him, and when he discovers him, he is almost like this spider-looking creature because mm-hmm. he has mechanical legs. Right. Like his bottom half is mechanical, but it's very like spread out and everything, almost like a like a giant spider would have. But Darth Maul himself doesn't remember anything much about who he was um, other than he's just totally driven by hatred but he's basically driven insane so his hatred kept him alive that's what I've always heard people say but so it kept him alive from slamming into the bottom of something right that's not an endless Uh, tunnel he had to hit something right well unless he went in a hole like Luke did whenever he (laughs) fell off in Cloud City and just went down a giant water slide for a while and yeah. Ended up and at the bottom. In, in this case, he slid into a trash compactor like they did in New Hope, but it didn't get you know compacted right before he got out of it. Or the fact that okay, they <laughs> jump down this chute and go in the garbage part. The stormtroopers didn't think to like shoot down there or like jump in there with them or. Well, apparently they kept shooting afterwards because you see lasers uh, go down the hallway. <laughs> yeah, whenever on, but they're just like, are they still there? <laughs> they don't ever come after them. <laughs> like, like this giant must... hole that's shot in this shaft that goes to a garbage chute that they couldn't have possibly well, gone down there. Always, yeah, I always yeah. assume they figured it out pretty fast after that. That's the reason why they turned on the uh, probably. trash compactor. Why didn't they shoot down there though? They probably could have shot them. Anyway. Uh, because they did, they knew that uh, it was magnetically sealed, and so, that they had run the risk of being shot themselves. So why didn't they just wait for them at the exit too, just in case they escaped? We need to come up with a <laughs> anyway. name for this segment. It's 
super long. Let's dissect the plot holes in Star Wars segment that just happens pretty regularly. We could do a whole like more than one show about Star Wars. We could take each film (laughs) and do it. (laughs) All right, we've talked way too long. We need to end this. Why? Why? Let's just keep going. Let's go for another two and a half hours. And if you're a true fan of traveling with the mouse, you will listen. So <laughs> if we are going to try to wrap it up, I will go ahead and say, I know you're going to plug all these things. I did receive my brand new traveling with the mouse podcast polo shirt today. Um, there you go. And it, Sweet. it is great. I will give you a tip. If you want to get one of these, do not order it as it is listed on the website. Customize it because it's using the wrong logo. Use the other logo. Hit customize. Move the logo, you know, where you would like it. And it it came out very nice. It's a very nice polo. We had discussed it. Um, It's not, you know, it's not terrible. It's not, you know, like silk or anything. But, you know, uh, it was good. I'm happy with it. Everyone should get one as well. I'll try to get that fixed, by the way. So <laughs> I got to get that fixed. But it's on my list. And if you would like to buy one of those, you can get it at shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM podcast. As that and much more merchandise is available. Mm. So um, you can also find us on social media on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That is at TWTM podcast. And where else can they find us, Adam? Well, you can find us on the World Wide Web, travelingwiththemouse.com is that address. And if you're on mobile, tilt your phone to the side, landscape side, and uh, you'll see all the links that way. That's, yeah. We also have Patreon, patreon.com slash TWTM podcast if you want to help support the show that way. So, for Jason, Adam, my name is John. This has been Traveling with the Mouse, and we hope that you will join us on our next trip. So, you think I should try to ride every ride at Hollywood Studios before I get on the boat? Yeah, you should. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, I think that's doable, right? It's like it's every ride ship. and then go, go to the cruise. I think if you're going to do a challenge on the boat, your challenge on the boat or on the ship, I even did it to myself, your challenge yeah. on the ship is That's to get one of every piece of food that is on the... That sounds the like what you always try and challenge me with. <laughs> <laughs> you always try to make me eat all the food. Yeah. Hmm. Well, all the food's paid for in this instance, except for a f- couple of places. Right on. Okay. Well, I just wanted to know if that's what I should do or not. I mean, I obviously am going to ride the Skyliner, go to Epcot, do a few things, uh, go to, and it's all going to be done before eleven. It's going to be great. <laughs>